Welcome to PR360, where every week the brightest minds in public relations, communications, and media discuss the topics and trends you need to know about. PR360 was produced in partnership with Global Results Communications. Now here's your host, Todd Perry. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to PR360. Our guest today is Andy Wen, a self-described cereal uh, restaurateur. He's the co-founder of brands such as After's Ice Cream, Doe and Arrow, Trill Burgers, Portside Fish Company, Matt Black Coffee Company, and Bored and Hungry near me in Long Beach. Uh, he's pushing the boundaries by bringing together food in the world of Web 3.0, and maybe most importantly, DJ Khaled said that his Trill Burger is the best that he's ever had. And I think that's the ultimate hype from the ultimate hype man, right? It is. It is. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me on the show. So, you know, I, I went through a long list of things. Is there anything I'm missing uh, that people should know about? Ah, uh, I do. Hello Kitty Cafes in Las Vegas. I'm right. a franchisee of Seven Leaves Cafe in Las Vegas. Um, there's probably a few more things that I, I don't remember there, but we, we definitely got a lot on our plate and I manage, I manage a boxer named Brandon Lee and the yeah, oh. list goes on what we do. Oh, wow. That's awesome. How do you, obviously there's a ramp up. You're talking in one of the interviews about how, you know, 90% of restaurateurs fail the first time. Right. Uh, I, mm-hmm. and so, you know, you jump right into a business and you, you try to learn about it and you learn from failure a bit when it comes to boxing. Right, that's a that's a big thing to go from zero to sixty into. How'd you navigate that? I um, definitely was not very familiar with the boxing world, except a few you know boxers that I've watched over the years. But um, uh, one of my buddies, Brandon Lee, he's a he's a twenty eight and zero boxer, half uh-huh. Korean, half uh, Mexican fighter. Um, I've known him since he was seventeen. He's twenty four now, and um, you know we had lunch one day, and he was talking to me about his brand deals and what he was working on, and I was like, hey. You're, you know you're getting ripped off right and he's oh. and, and he's like oh really i was like yeah i'm like who's doing these for doing this for you he's like i'm just doing it by myself i was like hey you need someone to do this for you and he asked me can you do it i was like uh, i don't know anything about, about boxing but i could i guess i'll try to help you out and here i am <laughs> that's awesome then 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 you turn around and there's five more guys lined up once once you once you fix one guy from getting ripped off you're going to make a lot of friends really quickly of course absolutely yeah Let's see here. So, uh, one thing I've noticed through looking at all the, the different restaurants that you own or co-own is they all have a very unique visual style to them and very kind of bold, especially like the matte black coffee, uh, the Hello Kitty. Uh, so, what's your philosophy when it comes to a, the visual philo- you know, perspective on, on a restaurant? I'm always looking at each, from the menu items to I think everything that I've ever worked on. I'm always looking for that little spark, that little pop, something that, you know, separates, you know, a memorable moment when you walk into a store or walk into an experience. Um, I guess it's just my my upbringing of being into cartoons or certain products and, you know, things that attracted me. I'm always looking for that little, that little bit, even look at my hair, you know, <laughs> I got, I'm trying to be different a little bit, separating myself and uh, that little pop. So I'm always looking for that little bit of edge. So I'm always, you know, that's why the highlights of the stores and everything. But, you know, and I guess that that impacts, of course, your whole experience, right? Because, I mean, you know, one of your senses is being delighted and, you know, you're getting a visual sensation and a taste sensation. And I feel on some level that maybe that does affect the taste of the food when you're looking at great visuals and you're having this experience. You know, if I had a 
if I was eating in a rainforest, I feel like the food would taste differently versus if I was sitting in a penitentiary, right? Quite absolutely. I think, uh, you know, a lot of people, you can, the, the food you can kind of, re- a lot of the food you can recreate at home, but it's just being in that environment, being around other people, that social, that social aspect. Um, you know, we're trying to gain, to bring that experience together and hopefully bring something, a, a different moment out for people. Yeah. Are there any visually appealing restaurants that uh, maybe you don't own, but you go into there and you go, oh man, I want to do something like this, or this inspires me to take things a step further? Um, I'm a big Disney fan. So, and I happen to live in Orange County. So I have, I of course have my annual pass and I'm visiting all the time and I'm studying the, the brand experiences and the storytelling elements that they add into the store. And I I try to bring a lot of that into the hospitality part of uh, the restaurants I'm I'm building. Trying to create like an immersive experience, I guess they say at Disney, right? Of course. Um, Yep. So I, I live in Long Beach and uh, looking at uh, and learning about you, I saw that you were the co-founder or founder of uh, Borden Hungry. And I was like, oh, man, I want to try to get there real soon now to eat there after hearing about like the great Trill Burgers that uh, you've created. So just me personally, just out in the wild, seeing this and being familiar with the, the Board Ape logo and seeing the hamburger joint i was like okay how does this make sense and as someone who knows a bit about crypto i was like okay I'm tr- i was trying to make sense of the restaurant as i came by it how would you explain it to somebody who maybe has a passing knowledge of those phenomena i think you know i think from the public perception of what nfts were were a lot of rich guys buying pictures of these apes and and use it as to flex it that they're rich on their profile picture instead of you know it's like having a ferrari or lamborghini driving down the street this is this is what people are using it for and i think once i learned more about nfts and the, what you could actually do with it and the ownership rights and licensing rights and i was like hey i know exactly what to do with this like i, I can build something i can build a brand out of this right i can and also for most people that think of it as just a digital thing i was like hey well you can i'm I'm gonna build something physical so people can actually understand the use of it um just adding the technology of of, you know crypto even owning crypto everyone's like what how how can you pay for things with crypto it's it's worthless i was like no you can you can come to our store and buy you can you can buy it with a burger you know now you can buy a burger with it yeah and then you can also just buy it with normal buy a burger with normal currency too right obviously in there, yeah. yeah, we we accept credit cards, yeah, 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 yep, as well. But yeah, we we're, um, it, it it was actually a process to try to figure out how to accept a crypto in the first place. It took us um, up until the morning of grand opening for us to figure it out <laughs> and actually get it working. Oh wow! And uh, what forms of crypto do you take? Is it Ethereum and uh, Bitcoin, or we take a, a, a currently we take Ethereum and ApeCoin, um, but we're working with a another company right now to be able to accept more other coins as well. Um, so Bitcoin, you know, we're working on getting Dogecoin, a lot of the popular coins to make sure that we're, we're taking all that in. It seems to me like this restaurant, and correct me if I'm wrong, was a little bit of a push to take crypto, again, more into the mainstream, more into it just becomes this functional thing versus something people sit and hoard. The argument is always, oh, well, it's, it's not useful. And it's like, yes, it is useful. It's just there's not enough establishments that are accepting it. Yeah, I think it's certainly not, definitely not legal yet. So you know, we're 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 the early we're we're definitely the the 
you know, the, the guinea pig for this and testing it out and seeing how it works and seeing how crypto moves at the same time. But I always tell people, I was like, hey, if, if crypto market is struggling and people are buying, you know, burgers with it, uh, if we hang on to it in the long run, it's going it's to be worth a lot. That burger's going to be worth a lot more for us than that burger sale. <laughs> yeah, so that's an, that's a really interesting thought. Like, uh, you know, the, the crypto market, obviously, like, the, do you have to regularly change the pricing of the burgers in order to keep up with that? Uh, or is it just some days you get a great deal and some days it's a little more expensive? Absolutely, yeah. So, so some days you'll you'll uh, you know the it'll change it'll change based on market rate where you're you know on the market price of uh, what your money's worth. So the theory, if you're buying at a certain Ethereum, it could be different. You know, if it drops, you're going to be paying more for that burger certain days. So yeah. yeah. Okay, so and a little bit when it comes to the board ape. Uh, so as an owner, and how, how many apes are, are on the market? How many ape owners are There's, there? There's oh, there are over ten thousand. There's ten thousand main board ape yacht club characters, and then on the, I think the mutant version, there's about thirty five thousand, I believe, out there. Okay. So, does that give you the right to then use the logo because you're an owner, like you you've bought into this, right? Like as a non board ape owner, <laughs> as a non ape owner, mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't make. A, a board ape, you know, a sandwich shop up the store. Correct. You'd have to own, you know, you'd have to own the ape um, that you buy. Um, you can't use the board ape yacht club logo, but you can use any of your your character and its attributes to to whatever you're trying to do. And okay. you don't have any. You don't have to apply for a license. You don't have to pay any royalty on it. It's it's just yours. So be like almost almost like being a franchisee in the McDonald's brand, but you could literally do whatever you want with the McDonald's brand, right? Correct. Yeah, you can do whatever you want, and you're not paying any. You're not paying any fees back to them after after that. After you buy it, you know, right out, that's yours. Everything else you keep. Now, let's say that there, obviously there are multiple people involved in the ape and what the ape means in the ape's image. Uh, you you mm-hmm. get you know a thousand guys in a room going, hey, uh, can they accuse you of using the ape inappropriately or in a way that they don't approve of? And you know what I'm saying. There, there's definitely. I think that's the, that's the part. If you could, you know, if you if you decided to put on a sex toy or something like that, they can't. They basically can't really do anything about it. But you probably wouldn't want to do that because you would want to uphold the value of the ape as an owner in the stake of the ape. Of course, you're trying to control it. You're trying to keep a good image for the brand, so it provides more value for everyone else in the community. Right. I, no, I, I like. Sorry, this is this is now. The, the more I take this apart, this gets really interesting. It's kind of like um, anarchy in a way, where you all have to get, come together and come to a mutual agreement on something, and uh, potentially an agreement on something that's constantly evolving. Correct, and, and you know, it's different than like you can't you can't go grab a Nike logo and throw it on your cafe and decide to start doing whatever you want with it. It's just not possible. But uh, I think that's the. The pros and cons of, of being being in this uh, this industry and being able to you know do whatever you want with your your IP rights. Yeah, see that makes the whole NFT thing so much more interesting and compelling than I think the way the media tells the story, which is a bunch of people wasting money on quote a JPEG, and that's not what it is at all, right? Yeah, correct, correct, and uh, you know that, that's uh, that's the, the big reason why we did it, and we started this pop up that became its own, you know, built it itself its own brand and. And now taking its life on its own. Now, let's say uh, I bought an ape and I decided, mm-hmm. could I make a board and hungry myself uh, up the block, maybe on 9th Street, maybe on 10th Street, maybe go a couple blocks over and make one. And would that be totally fine? Or is it the board and hungry that you own? You know, what I'm, you get what I'm saying? 
Yeah, you, you can definitely build your own burger shop. You just won't be able to build the board and hungry name because we, we made sure to go out and trademark that. Um, <laughs> but you can definitely go use your ape, your own ape and build your own burger shop. Yeah, there's, there's definitely different. I've, I think I've already seen a few overseas that have done that. Oh, okay, cool. Sorry, I'm just trying to figure out the parameters of all this. It's very. Int- it was like a. Remember once I was in India, and they and they don't quite have the same stringent trademark laws that we do. And there was this really famous Lassi place, and um, you go there to get, and it was like unhomogenized milk, and it was like the tastiest thing ever. But another guy opened something up with the same exact name right next to him, and so you didn't know which one was the real oh. one, and you had to ask the locals, like, is that is that the real one or is it the other guy? But, um, so what do you think the future has in store f- store for NFT aligned restaurants? I think it definitely got, has a long way to go, but I think we were a good, um, proof of, you know, proof of, you know, proof of concept for people. Yeah. Um, but we've seen a lot of people open different things with it. I've seen cookie brands now. I've seen guys, I met guys in, um, Germany that launched a beer brand with their ape, you know, just cause they saw what we did. Um, it's on seltzer cans. It's on beef. These guys are doing it on beef jerk, beef jerky brands that they started. So, mm. you know, people are utilizing their IP to create products up, products on it. So it's, it's great to see. Wow. And, uh, what is the support been like from fellow ape owners on your endeavor? Um, it, it, it opened up a whole new world for me. You know, it got me into the door of meeting Snoop Dogg and working with <laughs> him on a few things. And, um, the ape community loves us. I think the NFT community was very, you know, very glad to see people putting it, putting a ta- something tangible uh, on the map to to show the public of what you can really do with your NFTs. Yeah, what's possible, what's out there, and I think that the, the community is still evolving. The technology, people are still figuring out what to do with it. And I think it's going to continue to change and, and get better. Yeah, I guess I see in a way where it's kind of like blockchain, where, you know, there's people that keep pushing the boundaries of what the technology can do. And it's like everybody kind of feeling around in the dark for what's the new angle, what's the new hallway, what's the new new, new way we can push this cool thing. Um, so can you tell me about your relationship with the Food Fighters universe and that in which Snoop is involved? Yeah. Yeah, the Food Fighters Universe was an F- NFT project that um, we released last year. Um, I think for that project, what we were trying to do with our NFT project was build a food com- build a community out of it where you can redeem food. You know, like it's it's like a, it's like almost like a loyalty program. But you're getting if you bought if you bought one of our NFTs at the time, we were partnered up with about twenty different restaurants across the United States that were um, you're able to get a free meal once a month. Okay. You know, you're able to redeem, and you know, once you scan your NFT, an NFT to to prove that it's yours, you would get you would be able to, to get a thirty dollar meal. Uh, and what's Snoop Dogg's involvement with the uh, Food Fighters? Um, yeah, Snoop Dogg was a, a partner on on helping us launch the project. You know, he helped us um, um, build some valid reasons why our project was legit, and that we offered more than just having a profile picture. That you had different use cases scenario with it. And I know he has uh, an ape. Right, he's what's it, the name is a uh, Mr. Dr. Bombay, Dr. Bombay. Yeah, and we actually worked with um Snoop on creating a ice cream brand called Dr. Bombay's. Um, I think forgot sweet exploration that we called it. Yeah, that's what we called it. And we um we premiered it last year at the Board 8 Festival, it's called uh 8 Fest, and we had two different flavors that we put out to the public. 
Oh, wow. And how does he see, as you know, a, a guy who's intensely creative, how does he see NFTs? Or does he have a unique philosophy on that that he shared with you? Or I think he has a, he has a great understanding of it, of you know, the use case. That's why he made Death Row Records, a NFT music label. I think his him and his family, his son, especially his son, is is all in it. He's they're all in. Um, I think they continue to f- figure out ways of how they can innovate the space. Those guys are they've deep dived in it. Their whole team that I I've sat with are, are all in with the Web three. Wow, that's cool. That's cool. One thing that I've noticed that kind of goes throughout your entire professional life is that everything you do tends to be aligned with a certain community. Uh, I feel like with, with Trailburgers, it seems like there's a, a hip-hop community behind it or just happen to be those were the people who are trying out your food for the first time on Instagram and some really cool videos. You had Travis, Travis Scott and DJ Khaled we talked about earlier and um, Tyler, the creator. And uh, yeah, so I wonder, is that a conscious thing or is that just like, I'm going to bring the world together for my project? I thought, you know, those, these are, these are things that I've grown up to love and I've always wanted, you know, in industries that I've always want, wanted to work in. I thought when I grew when I was growing up, I thought I was going to be a music producer working in, working in hip hop. I thought I was going to be, you know, working in sports in some form and art. And now I... I'm not in those industries directly, but I'm working with these, you know, the people, these uh, guys that I admire and look up to. Yeah. And um, also there seem to be fandoms connected, obviously with with Hello Kitty and then, you know, the, the NFT thing. I think that's a cool thing because it really just expands the idea of the restaurant you're going into where it's one part of a greater whole, right. And and it improves the experience, I think for the, the, the person coming into the restaurant. And Absolutely, I, I know. I, I'm always, I'm always shooting for youth culture, um, and those are the things that I'm always trying to be the forefront at. Just understanding the pulse of things going on, so you know, I'm always trying to to to, to bring that together. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. So I, I've seen that you also speak to young people about the importance of being an entrepreneur. And have you ever had any light bulb moments where what you were saying connected with a kid that might not have been interested or really made sense and kind of inspired somebody? And you, you saw that happen in real time. Yeah. You know, a lot of these kids that I speak to, you know, I've been doing this for 16, 17 years now as an entrepreneur and speaking at a lot of schools. And I've met a, a lot of these, you know, a good number of these kids are reaching out to me a decade later, like, Hey, I started this brand or I formed this multi-million dollar company because wow. of, you know, you gave me that spark and idea and somebody, you know, somebody that looked like me or dressed like me, um, that I could, I could, you know, pay attention to that blueprint and, and build my, my own blueprint. So those are the things that I, I hear from the next generation that they also inspire me at the same time to keep pushing and keep trying to break down that wall. Yeah. And where do you think you get your spark? Cause obviously, uh, you have a lot of it. <laughs> You've got so many different irons in the fire and so much creativity. Where do you think that comes from? Where, where, where does the drive stem from? I, I think the drive stems from, I always feel like my best work is ahead of me. I think there's so many things that I want to still accomplish that whether it is in food or outside of food that I, I still want to go and try to disrupt and, and how I, how I do it or how it approaches. It just, it just eventually, you know, when it when, when that moment hits, I'm, I'm on it. And, um, you know, it's it's hard to sleep when you have that one idea that just takes off, and you're like, "Oh my god, I can't, I can't, I can't sleep unless I put this all on paper and figure out how to execute this." Uh, but yeah, I think my my best work is still ahead of me. 
That's that's wonderful. Uh, it's like those those ideas where it's just this little spark, it's just this little atom, and then quickly you could see it expand in front of you, and all the and see it just kind of take place. And you're like, okay, how do I how do I put this out into the world, right? Yeah. So speaking of that, uh, what do you have coming up next? What's in the the future, Andy? Um, I got some see, I got some special projects. I have things coming up in the next few weeks. Um, uh, some pop ups for Comic Con. I can't reveal yet, but they're two very large IP projects. Uh, I can't wait to reveal to the public. Um, Trill Burgers is getting ready to open it, grand open its official store in Houston, Texas. Um, it's a big deal for us because you know we've been doing pop ups for the last two years, so. Uh, I think it's a, it's a big moment for the city of Houston, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to make my imprint over there. Cool, cool. And uh, as somebody who appreciates building really strong brands and connecting to really strong brands, a personal question, uh, what are you a fan of? You know, what do you look at in, in media, pop culture, as somebody who's really connected to youth culture that you really love or inspires you? I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm very nostalgic, so so I'm just always trying to pick things from the past. I'm a you know as you can see through my background here, I'm I collect a lot of different things. I'm a, I love the Power Rangers. I love the Ninja Turtles growing up. I, you know a lot. Of Dis- I'm a Disney fan, comic book fan. Um, so I'm always trying to figure out how to incorporate those worlds into my world, my current worlds. I'm feeling strong millennial energy with the Power Rangers going on. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. That 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 that's definitely my generation. Yeah. Well, you know, thank you so much, Andy, for coming on the show. And I know you have a really robust Instagram and uh, Twitter presence. Uh, where would you like everybody to follow you to, to keep up on what you're doing? Yeah, you can follow me on all my social media channels uh, at, at Andy the Nguyen. You can find me on Instagram, um, Snapchat, TikTok, all of it. I'm all over the place. Right on, right on. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with us. It was, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for having me on the show. Thank you. PR360 was produced by Todd Perry in partnership with Global Results Communications. Be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a review wherever you get podcasts. Follow GRC on all socials at Global Results. Follow Todd on Twitter at Todd A. Perry. That's Todd with one D. Talk to you next week. <laughs>